Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Happy Saturday. Um, hopefully it's not too cold where you are. Um, <clears throat> today we're going to do a two-part series with Seth Sollinger. If you remember, anyway, I'm not going to give away too much, but his his son was actually National Player of the Year. It's a, it's a great little interview, um, and it's going to be a two-parter today and tomorrow. Um, and then uh, next week we got some great things coming. So um, before we jump into that, I'd like to give a big shout-out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It's the COVID machine. Go over and check them out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off your next purchase. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I think what makes us um, a unique proposition is, you know, we're going to help you get over those losses. We're going to help you with the difficult times. We're going to help you through the concepts of what offense to run, what defense to run. We're going to help you with, the irate parent. We're going to help you with figuring out how to run a tournament. All of those things we do one-on-one calls, office hours, my personal email address. We're here to help. We're here to serve. Come over and check us out. Um, yeah. So go over. 14-day free trial as, as we talk. So come over and check it out. And let's head off to the podcast. Real quick here. Have a great Saturday. Bye. I do. I do. All right. Well, uh, well, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm going to have Coach uh, introduce himself in a second, but we could start this podcast by talking about my wife's addiction to Starbucks. That could be our first. Oh, impression. man. Well, see, I'm addicted too, so <laughs> I understand it. <laughs> There's worse than you know what started. Go ahead. You know what started this whole conversation? She brought her little nephew in here uh-huh. with a uh, Wisconsin uh, hat on. <laughs> <laughs> and he had on Buckeye socks. And okay. so I just looked and I said, 
you gonna have that poor boy confused. He don't know which one which one to root for. And that started the whole conversation. It did. She it's told me awesome she, person, man. She she told me about it. She uh she called me that night and said, Oh my god, you never remember never you'll never guess who I met. And I go, Well, I remember rooting against his son and definitely uh sons and definitely yelling against them at some point. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's like, that, that's why I love the big 10. I love the big 10. It's, it's good healthy right. rivalries, you know, the sec and absolutely. Yeah. It's healthy. It's like, we just tease each yeah. other. All right. So coach, so, right. um, tell us a little bit about your basketball journey for the people introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about your basketball journey. And then there's some stuff I want to delve into definitely with your book and the boarding school and all that stuff at the end. But, um, Definitely tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about your history. Well, uh, my name's Satch Sollinger. Real name is James. I got the name Satch because my dad played in the Negro League before blacks were allowed in the NBA. And he played for the Sioux City, Iowa Colored Ghost. Oh, really? And uh, yes. And my dad had real big hands. And so people said when he walked down the street, it looked like he had a suitcase at the end of his arms. So they start calling him Suitcase Sully. So I'm the oldest. So after the suitcase comes the satchel. Oh my! And my gosh. younger brother Harold is brief for briefcase. So that's how I got the name Satch. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now was and that so, like was that know, like was that league like the, the the league they had for the major league baseball too? They had one for basketball. I didn't know that. Yeah, they and but my dad and them, they played against white teams. He played against George Micah. Okay. And he yep. played, and the person that owned his team was uh, Speedy Williams. Okay. And okay. Uh, Speedy owned the uh, Harlem Globetrotters. And my dad was on the team that first beat the Harlem Globetrotters before they became an act. <laughs> they beat, <laughs> beat them in Kent, in Kenton, Ohio. Okay. And uh, so my dad just came, you know, came along in, a, in an era where, yep. you, know, you know, you could be a good athlete, but you didn't have the opportunities you have today. But, you know, he taught me a lot about character his conversations and you know one thing when they went on the road you know people were were kind of nasty towards him and and you couldn't be on their team if you responded you just had to ignore it right. and you, you, his team you weren't even allowed to carry a, a pocket knife to, to file your fingernails or otherwise you couldn't couldn't be on the team because they didn't want any distractions all they wanted to do was play ball get out of town and let's go right and uh so, you know, those are the kind of things they, they paved the way for us to appreciate the things we have today. Yes, I don't think people realize that, too. And it's like you went to you. you I see that you went to Oberlin. Great school. Yeah. In Ohio. Yeah. I think there's another yeah. famous alum of Oberlin. Is there not? Uh, there's uh, there's quite a few. In what area? Well, what what, what, did, what area? You know, Oberlin's the first school to admit women and blacks towards degrees. Oh, okay. Maybe that's where I heard about. I I knew it was I knew it was famous on some on some level. Right, the I, underground I, the underground railroad is uh, uh, ended right there. Yeah. Okay. And so our first dormitory, which is Talkit, uh, has the underground railroad uh, uh, underground tracks coming up out of the ground to represent the underground railroad. Ah, uh, maybe that's right. Maybe it's, but, but it's a great buff. school. Yeah, yeah, it's a great school. Yeah. Oh great yeah. School. Yeah, great school. Um. So tell us a little bit. So tell us about your basketball journey then. Your coaching. Well, journey. You're you know, I, I, 
Well, let me tell you how I got into coaching. It had nothing to do with uh, me wanting to become a coach and win basketball games. What happened was I, I didn't go back to school until I was 25 years old. Well, go to school, period. Not back to school, but go to college. Right. And I was working for the Ohio Youth Commission, and I was working with delinquent kids, and I worked from 3 to 11. So I always had all the kids on group. So it wasn't like I worked day and some of the kids were workshops, some were at schools and, you know, classes. I had them all on group. And one day a memo came across the uh, the desk and I said, now this looks good on paper. I said, well, what's the difference between me and the guy that wrote this memo? And the guy had a degree. So I decided I was going to go back, get a degree in sociology and come back and work with delinquent youth. And so uh, I went off to school and, uh, you know, I majored in sociology and anthropology, you know, to go back. And then I saw what this coach was doing with my life as a grown man. And then it hit me uh, almost the beginning of my junior year. I said, now, if I went into education and became a coach, I could deal with the kids before the fact rather than after the fact. Yeah. So that's what made me want to become a coach. It had nothing to do with winning games. It was how this man was shaping our lives to making us better human beings. He dealt with the whole kid and the whole person, not just the athletic side. Right. And I and tell people, I'm a math teacher. I tell people, I they're not going to remember one thing I say in, in math class, but I, mm-hmm. you're like a nurse, a psychologist, a teacher, a coach, a dad, because – they, they, there's a different level of, of influence that a coach can have. Um, right. You know, because we have something right. that they love. <laughs> they don't learn right. to love all the math I'm teaching them. Some kids do. Right. Um, but, right. Uh, but those you know, are the people that, wa- that love math. Right. Right. You know, and yeah. they, they know what they want to do. But, you know, right. our job is to, is to, our job is to eliminate all the bushes that kids hide behind. Yep. And teach them how to become a part of something bigger than themselves and to give without asking for anything in return, trusting it to come in the jet strength of, of your hard work. And that, when you start dealing with that, and in my book, I talk about you play the game the way you live your life. And simply, I mean, is it's hard to hide what's really going on. Uh, in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter of your life. But when crunch time comes, what's normal comes out. And if what's normal is a lack of accountability, then that's what's going to be exposed during crunch time. You're not right. going to be you're not going to be able to help, hold yourself accountable. So I dealt with the kids more off the floor than I did on the floor because when when I I got them to accept their daily routines and their daily expectations then it was easy to get them to understand what was going on in basketball. And I used to always break it down like math. I tell them, I say, now, if I practice two hours a day of holding myself accountable and doing all the things that I'm supposed to do, attempting to, but I go 22 hours a day not holding myself accountable, which one am I going to be better at? The 22 right. hours is going <laughs> to kick the two hours in the butt. Right. So all my kids understand, if you talk to them, you, you ask them, say, how do you play the game? And they all will tell you the way you live your life. And when we started straightening that up, guess what? Citizenship in the hallway was good. You know, the effort in the classroom was good. 
you know, they became better sons. They became better friends. You know, and then all of a sudden we, we just took off and the kids bought in and we just took off and we just started winning, man. And right. it had nothing to do with winning. It had to do with turning them into men. Right. Yes. And that, that was my proudest moment. Man. Right. I don't think people realize, too. It's like no one gets into coaching or teaching unless you're at the highest, highest level to get rich. We all do it to make a small influence on kids' lives. Literally, that's why I got into coaching. It's like I just wanted to make Absolutely. a difference. I didn't want to sit at a desk right. and make more money and really make no difference in the world. Where, you know, and sometimes it's, and right. sometimes they don't see it until they're 30. I've had some of my players not see it until, you know, they don't see it at the time. Um, but later right. they eventually see it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so tell as me, long as they see it. Yes, as long, long as they see it. So tell me a little bit right. more about this book that you wrote. That, that intrigues me. Well I, I, well, I wrote this book after it was all said and done. Uh so that no one could question anything. It's over. It's documented. You know, I dealt with the fact that, you know, winning is not as important as doing the best that you can. And then when you've done the best you can, the score doesn't mean anything. And what you, and in order to do the best you can, you, you have to be purposeful. What can I do to make my teammate better? And, and a lot of times it's, it's you know, I, I got to help him when he needs help. And I have to find a positive way of supporting him. I can't get mad at him and say, you're killing us as a team. But you know what? If you want to make the team better, all you have to do is focus on yourself. What can I do to make the team better? And when you do that, the team automatically has gotten better. So the focus was always on us, and it was always a purposeful focus to to where the difference between a goal and purpose is Purpose goals are self-serving. Like if my goal is to drive from here to your house, once I get there, it's all over. I'm right. there. P- purpose, you can always help someone do something better. You can always do something to make someone else's life better. You can always do something to make your teammate better. You can always do something to make your team better. Sometimes it's coming out of the game. Right. And then <laughs> sitting on the bench with enthusiasm, cheering on your teammates. You know, and so that was my approach to to uh, to the book, and uh, you know, and I dealt with the whole kid, and you know, ironically, you know, I took over that program. I came from Oakland College as the head coach. I did not like college coaching at all uh, because you had to lie to kids to get them to come. Mm-hmm. If you didn't tell them they were the best things to slice bread, they're not coming to your school. So in order to play the game, you got to get in there and blow smoke up your butt. Right. And then when you get to and when you get them to campus, you say, "Man, you got so much to work on, man. Trust me." But how can you trust somebody right. when your whole relationship is based on a lie? Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how they. I don't. I don't know how those guys do that at that level all the time. Right. I mean. Right. I mean, right. I just don't know. People have asked why haven't I made the jump, and it's like, well, because I got a I got a great gig where I'm actually making a difference, and I don't. My livelihood is not depending on whether a 17 year old hits a jump shot. <laughs> you know, right. if we lose Absolutely. a game, we lose a game. Then we're just going to learn from it. You know, it's not like Absolutely. you know those guys. It's like life and death. It's like gladiators. It's it's crazy. Right. Yeah. Then I, I'll cheat, but I'll tell my kids to follow my rules. Right. How can you tell kids to follow your rules when you're not following the rules you're supposed to follow? Right. And it all goes, you I always see, say, follow and, the money, man. Follow the money, too. The money should Correct. Be. 
Yeah. Correct. And so, <laughs> you know, we, we did it the right way. Uh, I, you know, I was named Naismith National High School Coach of the Year because, you know, my team was number one in the country. And we were supposed to win uh, uh, several state championships back to back. But one, we did win simply because my son didn't turn in his homework. We were 24 and 0. Right. I didn't play in that game because, right. you know, you, you know, this is extra. This is extracurricular activity. Right. And we, we ended up 24 and 1. Right. And I caught the, the nation's attention when I did that. And the next year, we played Finley Prep, Oak Hill Academy, Huntington Prep, Brother Rice out of New York, Logan out of West Virginia, who had won seven straight state championships. That's like a and college we whipped schedule. them all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, 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 we whipped them all, and we went to number one in the country. And uh, I got named the Naismith National Coach of the Year, and my son Jared was named. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please subscribe, like, jump up and down. Tell us how, how great we are with uh, Basketball Coach Unplugged, uh, wherever you listen to them, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast, Castify. There's all sorts of them. Anchor. Um, anyway, uh, we would love those. We read every one of those. Um, also, go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. I'm challenging you right now. I, I would first of all challenge you. There's not another membership site like ours where you know you you, you can ask my members. You call. You email. I will. I respond like that because this is my this is my thing. I lo- I love doing this. Um, also, go over and check out our other podcast, uh, High School Hoops with Jake and I. Once a week and teacher side gig. So especially for those teachers out there that are looking, can hear other teachers that are doing similar things and uh, keeping the <laughs> keeping the lights on in their in their houses. So let's and have my son Jared was named Naismith National Player of the Year. And uh, I remember then, that year. Yeah, then uh, the next year Trey Burke uh, was uh, a senior, and I coached him. And when he graduated, I retired because. You know, I started winning, and people wanted me to win at any cost, including right. administrators. Right. You know, I I kicked I kicked kids off the team because they were caught cutting class, off school grounds, in a car without uh, authorization for the person they they stole the person's keys and in in school and driving their car. You you understand? And there was right. other couple things, other things going on in that car that I won't mention. Yeah, it's like Coach Carter. It's like off. Coach Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I kicked them off, and 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 the school made me bring them back. Right. They said you can't win without them. I no, said, and that's I, what you can have this program. I've told you young coaches, young coaches that listen to this too. I've told them, you know, I, and I've coached NBA. I've coached NBA guys. I've coached like what? I mean, I've got I've coached a couple NBA guys. It's it, I think I think coach really you really hit it on the head. It's not a it. You're going to be miserable if it's only about winning. <laughs> that's right. That's the first thing. And for the young coaches out there, the reason coaches won, the reason that we've won, I think, is we built culture and we built it the right way. You know, you better be here. You better be here on time. That's what, like, literally one of my pet peeves. It's like, right? Oh, what? I'm 30 seconds late, coach. I don't care if you're two seconds late. It's about you know. We talk right. about Lambo time here because we live in Wisconsin. Right. You know, you're 15 minutes early. If I tell you six, you better right. be here at 5:45 because then there's no question. Right. You know, if it's snowing right. or mom can't find the keys. Um, but that's where it all starts. For the young coaches that are listening, it literally starts with how you set the culture. Um, and if Absolutely. you don't have the administration that's going to back you, then leave and go find one that will. 
because I right. have. I've Absolutely. Lucky, yeah, I've been lucky at great administrations under over me and have supported me, backed me, all that kind of stuff. If it if they're not mm-hmm. going to leave, <laughs> go find some place right. that will do it the right way because they are out there and you will eventually right. win. Yeah, that other stuff right. will come if you do it the right way. Um, if you, you if you do it the right way, when you hang a banner, then yep. you know everybody on that team can come in there and show their kids, their grandkids, yep. and show it with pride because you hung it for all the right reasons. Right. See, yes. and that's the most important part about anything. It's not that you win. It's that you gave it your best shot. Right. And if you give things your best shot in America, you will not ever fail at anything because as long as you're trying to do it the right way, and we're going way deeper than basketball now. If you're trying to do it the right way and you're willing to work at it, America, I don't care what religion, what gender, what orientation, I don't care what it is, someone will always try to help you Yep. because yep. they see you working at it. Yep. Yep. And I, and, and that's I, America. It is America. And I tell, and I, and I tell my son and my daughter this, I tell my players this, I said, we live in a world and I've, I've read enough books. We live in a world where, especially when you're young, people will help you. Like if, right. if you want to go take a free, uh, internship, at Google, I mean, people will help you learn things. You and I are older coach. And it's like, we call, they're going, what the heck? But everybody want deep down wants to help. And especially right. if you're young and you're and you work hard and you want to learn, people will teach. Right. You. Um, and if coaching's right. your thing, go out and find mentors. Find people that will teach you. They will love to share their information with you. Trust me. Correct. Um, <laughs> Everything's a triangle anyway. Right. Nobody's inventing new plays. No. You know. No. You know what's that old expression? <laughs> it's never the X and O's. It's the no. Billy and Joe's. Yes. They carry out the X and O's. <laughs> well, I like that one. I'm going to steal that one. Yeah. There's no, there's no new, there's no new, you know, I told, I had Rick Torbert on here who, who did read and react. I said, Rick, you're in very unique company because your offense is, is one of the more unique things I've seen come around in the last 30 years. Um, but mm-hmm. no one's reinventing the wheel. It still put this little no. thing in this hoop. <laughs> You know, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's spacing, pace and spacing. That's all it is, man. Oh yeah, and and, and and you read it. You know what I mean? You you know you just make decisions and and you teach them how to make basketball decisions. That's all it is, and and you can't do that without teaching them off the floor about making other decisions. You right. know, it, it's the game is so simple. We complicate it. First of all, by just coaching basketball and not dealing with the whole kid. Right. You know, you know what kid or what adult doesn't want to please and receive praise? Right. Yes. And so as a coach, we have to find a way to make sure that we understand that our words do one or two things. They either build or they destroy. There's no gray area in between them. Right. So we have to find a positive way of making a negative statement. I love that. I you love know, that. And, and, and have a kid want us to lead, not demand that they follow. Right. And that's what coaching is. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's really a simple thing. But, see, you can't do that when winning is your main main goal, your only reason for doing it. 
is the win, then you don't have time to nurture and go through the process because you right. want immediate yes. uh, uh, Gratification. Uh, results. Yes, and it's right. like that's our society right now. It's I, 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 right. I, When I go around to clinics and stuff and talk, I go, the problem is my practices have changed over the last year. My expectations haven't changed, but my – my practices have changed because we live in this we live in this Snapchat Twitter world where you know I've had to condense things because their focus is smaller. They can't they can't stay you know. So I'm adjusting to the kid. Um, my expectations mm-hmm. haven't changed, but it's like all right, we're going to do this for this short period of time because they can't keep a focus. It's crazy. I see it in classroom mm-hmm. too. Um, mm-hmm. Tell tell me about the prep school the 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 prep school that that you're on the board for. That really interests me. Okay, I'm, uh, we're trying to, to develop a, uh, a boarding school for black males because black males are struggling throughout this country, not yes. just here but everywhere. Everywhere. And so, but but you don't have to be black to attend. But our focus is on black males. Okay, so it's not like it's just black kids. Right. We want to we want to approach this school thing totally different because it would you know as a retired educator i see them trying to force square pegs in the round holes <laughs> and it's just not working it's not it's working it's not working so it's not working everyone's everyone's not college material right and you don't have to go to college to have a great life right and if everyone if everyone went to college and got a college degree our economy would implode on itself right who would who would be, make the cars who right. would uh, uh, be the mechanics to fix the cars. You know, right. who would work here? Who would do this? So we want to create a school where we can make curriculum relevant to their God-given talents and, and wants. Some kids want to be carpenters. Some kids want to be plumbers. Some right. kids want to be electricians. Right. You know, some Artists. kids, <laughs> you know, so, so we hook, we hook them up with a business and have them work part time with that with that company in the morning as a as an intern, and then have their their classwork relevant to what what they need to know to be successful. And then if they build that relationship with this with this company. When they graduate from high school, they probably usually go right into a job. Right. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying talking to or listening to to me talk to Satch. What a he, there's so many golden nuggets. Um, you can see why he is a world-renowned coach, and why he he knows the game, and and his all of the, his sons have become such great basketball players over the years. So, um, also make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches wanting a better fourteen-day free trial. Um, it's a great deal if you if you too want to become a better coach. It's a it's like I've said, Netflix for basketball coaches with one-on-one and office hours. So, go over and check it out. Let's get back to Satch. You, you yeah. see, and and. You know, and, and that right there is happiness. When you're going to do what you like doing, you and I love teaching and love coaching. There's some right. people that don't understand how in the hell can you do that? <laughs> well, they just don't have what we have. Right. It's a dream. I look at yeah. the things they do and go, how in the hell do you do what you do? Right. Yeah. You yeah. know. So, so and I think we live in a I think we live in a different world too, where. First of all, I'm a I'm a full advocate of year-round school. We don't have any of them in Wisconsin. Because mm-hmm. these kids lose this big chunk of knowledge over these three months. The educational system was set up so the kids could go home and help on the farm. 
literally they, that's right that up right and we don't need that anymore right. why aren't kids going to school right. all the time why aren't these high-risk kids who lose all this information over the summer and don't get the enrichment that the kids that aren't high risk do <laughs> you know right. why aren't we going to school year-round why are we why are we right. trying to teach them I mean, I tell kids, high school is like a prison. You know, the bell rings, you move from state, point A to point. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know why the education, right. they should scratch the whole thing and start over. Because we live in a world right. where I can sell something to someone in China. Like, I can open a website right. and sell it to them tomorrow. And, you know, the world right. has changed. You know, the boundaries, it's a world boundary. It's a world economy. Right. We're teaching them like we're trying to make, you know, guys that are going to work on the assembly line <laughs> you know, right making right. sense um right yeah. you know it it what it is is we've lost our values of yeah. what's right what's wrong because here's how we we judge right or wrong now first thing is how much does it cost yep. second how much will i make yep third i'll <laughs> tell you whether it's right or wrong right it right, right, and wrong is wrong, man. Right. It has nothing to do with how much you make. Right. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. but see, but that's where we're at right now. Right. You know, and, and it's a it's a I don't know how we got to where we are in America today, but we're here. Yes, and it's a pendulum. And I have a full theory that it it will swing back. I do believe it will swing it, back. It it can't help but swing back because right. look what you and I are talking about right now. We don't even know each other. Right. We have never met. Right. And we're talking about this. There's so many people of different races, genders, religions, and everything of really finding out, man, we're all the same. Right. <laughs> we just see things a little different, but we all have the same needs. Yep. If I want to be treated right, then I must treat other people right. Yep. If I want to be respected, I first must respect others. And when we start getting into that, that's all that's, all that's missing right now. This thing about greed, and, and the only way greed exists is by dividing and conquering us. They keep us divided to keep us from talking while right. they keep raking in all the money. <laughs> yes. you, you, you understand yes. what I'm saying? It's well, like you know what I taught yeah. my sociology class? The only reason money has value is because everyone has a little bit of it. Right. Once the top 1% gets all the money, it's not going to be worth a damn quarter. Right. Because if we don't have any, right. then we'll go back to where this whole economy started. Right. Bartering. Yep. Yep. Service for service. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I would farm and then I would I would get services for the corn I grew. Yes. That's the way it was started. Yeah. <laughs> that's where and guess what? If they keep taking all the money, they're gonna have it all. It ain't gonna be worth a quarter. It won't be yeah. worth a quarter. Yeah. I agree. You know, in and greed, you know, let me tell you something. Greed, greed has its way, you know, car, karma has its way of finding, you know, your address. And when it tumbles, it's going to tumble. Right. You know, it, it, <laughs> it really is, man, because we're destroying this beautiful earth that we have at the expense of money. We're destroying the fiber of our country at the expense of money. You know what I mean? We're destroying, we're destroying our, our forefathers were some really profound human beings, man. When they wrote the Constitution, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right, I mean, yes. it's right there, right? And and we can't, we have to accept it the way it is. 
we can't rewrite it the way we want it. Right, right, right. And I agree. I, I, I'm not going to get in. We're, we won't get into political things. I think the Second Amendment could be rewritten. That's a whole different mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> um, right. Your, right. Gun, your gun or my gun or whoever's gun is not going to protect you from a militia, considering that basically right. that if the U.S. government wanted to drop a bomb on my hey everybody, house. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Those Apple podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.